you lot. Okay, be honest. How much have you missed not me? Not me? Me not doing the personal trainer daily podcast. Now, I'm back. I don't know how long for. I'm hoping for a long time. I've taken a bit of time away. Really, I've focused on my family an awful lot. And what I realized over the course of the last few weeks, I've been growing back towards doing this, by the way, is I just need to reestablish kind of what I want my message to the world to be. Um, I've got very bogged down with all the lockdowns. I've got very bogged down with a lot of, you know, the the anti-vax stuff versus like pro-lockdown, lockdown everything. And I think the accumulation of the last 18 months has just made me just go back to do the absolute basics. Am I running my business really well? Am I doing the right things in LTB, my personal training business and my gym? And I just had to cut away some things that for the moment weren't essential. I'm so happy you guys are going to be listening to this. I'm so happy you're here and I'm going to do my best to be better for you guys. Now I've got my head back firmly in the game. So I'm calling this a start of season two. And in the start of season two, we're going to go all the way back to the beginning because a mate of mine called Simon, now he's a Spurs fan, so I'm going to try not to give him terrible advice, just out of spite, uh, has asked, you know, he's doing his PT course and wants to start that off. Uh, sorry, started that off and he's going to finish the course towards the end of the year and wants to know how to get started in the industry. Now, I could do a whole day workshop, we could do a whole year workshop on like making it through this industry okay. But to get started, actually things are very simple. They're not easy, but they are very simple. And you need to make sure first and foremost, you're coming through this like journey with the right intentions in mind because people come into this job trying to get paid by going to the gym. Like they want to go to the gym and get paid for it versus people that come into the industry knowing that they've got a calling to bring the best out in other people. So we're going to get started on this. Now I did a Facebook live on this. If you want to watch my aging face deliver this talk you can go to any of my socials and watch that but um i've extracted the audio for you guys to listen to now i'm going to play that in a second again i just want to say thanks for you for being here welcome to season two if there's anything you want me to cover please send me an email an instagram message or hit me up on facebook i'm happy to answer questions and try and bring the best of me to make the best of you but any further ado here is your little talk in five four three two here we are. Cool. So let's get into it. Let's get into this because it's such a big topic, isn't it? Getting started as a PT. Now, lockdown has seen so many people consider their career choices, both people coming out of personal training into other industries and people in other industries wanting to become a PT. Now, the biggest issues I always see when it comes to people wanting to transition into this career is without wanting to sound like a bit of a dick about things, they like going to the gym and they want to monetize it. That's not the same as wanting to bring the best out in other people because the two things aren't totally linked. So ultimately, if you want to have a great career as a PT, whether that is on a part-time basis, stuff you do around your full-time job, or if you want to go full-time into the game, it has to be and this is unquestionably the biggest thing that you're going to be able to hold on to, you absolutely have to be down the mindset of, I'm doing this because I can bring the best out in somebody else so that they live a lifestyle that's healthier, happier, longer, more experiences. Because that's ultimately what great training does. Like if it was purely about, like personal training was purely about like counting reps and 
helping people change their physical appearance, we'd have been made obsolete many moons ago. But the reality is, is that you see something in somebody else that they can't currently see themselves, whether that is a motivational aspect of trying to get somebody to lose a bit of weight, or whether that is somebody is struggling to make a 1% improvement in something they're already super skilled at. A great personal trainer is in this industry because of what they bring out in other people, not necessarily because it allows them just to live a lifestyle whereby they can work in shorts and t-shirts, be around a lap pull down all day and fit their own training in more frequently between clients. If you come into this industry for selfish reasons, you'll leave also for selfish reasons too. And that is really clear thing. So if you're coming into this from the asset, let's get this nailed first have to come into this job you have to come into this industry knowing full well that you're in it to support the progress of other people and the more you do that the more clients you'll get and the more you'll end up eventually getting paid too so once that's out of the way we need to understand okay how do i and how am i going to bring the best out in people what locations that take place in and when does that take place again a lot of people jump the gun from let's just move this microphone up a bit more jump the gun from having their current job and then trying to go full-time pt taking away the stability of ongoing income and as a result then the pressure's on from day one to find clients finding clients is simple but it's not easy it's simple but it's not easy People will come to you for personal training services when they know that you can do that thing that I mentioned earlier on. You can bring the best out in somebody else, the best that they that person couldn't see for themselves. They know that you can drag that kicking and screaming out of them at certain times. So when does that take place? Well, we know that a lot of clients, a lot of clients like to train outside of office hours. So this does allow a lot of trainers to have an office job alongside or a, another job alongside uh, their PT career. And that's where I started. I started like this game. And Sai, I know this is for you. And I know you play football for Andy's football team and stuff like this. But like when things started kicking off for me, when I got my qualification, I started off firstly training people on Saturday mornings and Saturday afternoons. Then it was before work. And then eventually it killed off my Sunday league career for whatever that was worth. Um, you've seen me play, so it wasn't a great loss to society or humanity, but here we are. So I started fitting sessions in around my full-time job until such point came whereby I was actually working every hour in the world and it kind of cost me an awful lot in my social life and my personal life too, because I was effectively working like six, seven, um, and leaving the gym at eight to get to work for nine, finishing my nine till five job, which wasn't nine till five, a bigger responsibility than that. So finishing by like half five, six o'clock to get to the gym to do one or two sessions after that too. So in effect, my working day was like six in the morning till nine in the evening. And alongside that, then you've got client admin. And then alongside that, I've got the responsibilities of my full-time office job. And then I also went in to do stuff at weekends. So that was before all social media stuff was out. So I didn't have any platforms to grow a business at that point. I just told anybody and everyone, I'm doing my PT course. I'm really excited about it. I know I can bring the best out in people. I know I can make them like slimmer, healthier, live a longer life, more experiences, all this kind of stuff. And look, before I qualify, I'd, if you ever want me to like practice some stuff on you, I'd be more than happy to help out. And the more people you help, 
the better you are, the better you get actually helping them, the more they talk about you and so things cascade. But a lot of people, a lot of trainers make the mistake of finishing their PT qualification, setting up a Facebook page and expecting the world to come to them. And that is not how this game works at the very start. So when it comes to you and your world, Sai, as you're qualifying, like pick five, six, seven people that, you know, you as a part of your course, just say, look, I want case studies. I want to support and help you. I want to be able to like do some sessions with you, practice my skills. But in exchange for that, can you give me some super specific feedback? What was the warm-ups like? Was the session too easy or too hard? And all this kind of stuff. Because when you do that, the more you practice, the more excited you'll get. And naturally, you'll find your own voice about what kind of coach you are. Because we're all coaches. That's the thing. We're all coaches. So we know what kind of coach Andy is. Um, you've never been coached by me, but you, you kind of get the feel for it that way. So let's go back just to the very, very start point. Number one, you being a great PT and knowing where to start in PT has to come from how am I going to bring the best out in other people? That's the job. Bringing the best out in other people when they can't bring the best out in themselves, that's the job. Then when it comes to the time your job takes place, when can you feasibly fit in regular sessions with people? Then amongst your current network of people, friends, family, um, and all this kind of stuff, who can be guinea pigs? Who can trial? And then alongside that, side, what you I cannot tell you enough is something I did. I think I recommend everyone does. Go and spend time with other trainers. Buy the thing that you're looking to sell. Find a trainer locally or wherever. I, I highly recommend spending time with Tom Crudgington at Body Development. Come over and see us. Spend a day being trained and then observing how people train their clients. Because what you'll be able to do then is see how all of this comes together. Something that too few trainers do is have a trainer themselves. Something that too many new trainers miss out on hugely is spending time genuinely being involved in the thing they're trying to sell, spending time being coached by other trainers, spending time shadowing other trainers. Because then what you do is you take, uh, it's like recipes, right? You take the best components of various recipes until you find your own mix of how you do things. We know up front, we know up front that your first bunch of sessions aren't going to be your best. They aren't. Like the first maybe 100, maybe 200 sessions you do won't be your best, but you'll still be the best person for that client. There's going to be people's side that you're going to meet and you're going to be the best person in the world to bring the best out of them. Even if I walked up to them and said, look, I know I can train you better, they won't believe in me like they believe in you. But the important thing to do is know that as you start and progress and you start adding elements and ingredients to how you coach and how you bring the best out of people, it's on you then to keep developing because when you reach your best, you need to then get better because then your clients get better too. That's super important. Spend time in the presence of other trainers, being trained and observing how people train their clients and do it in different locations, whether it's outdoor training, whether it's in a private personal training facility, whether it's in a commercial gym setting, do all of it, do all of it, mate. Because when you do that, again, you start getting proper feel for what gets you fired up to go all the way back to the start and bring the best out in other people. And when you do that, when you do that, 
that's what gets you paid. That's what gives you job security. Because listen, here's another thing. Being self-employed as a trainer, which is the industry norm, is an absolute minefield of all kinds of emotions. Like the existential crisis that comes when you lose a client, like the absolute high when you get one, um, having to do your own books, having to do your own admin, having to do your own marketing and all this kind of stuff. It's an absolute ball ache for most people. Most people in this world crave being employed, not because they won't be good at running their own business, but because it's so draining trying to do that. This is why I say first, the first thing that's going to keep you in this game is knowing full well that your existence is based around trying to bring the best out of other people. Because that's the thing you claw onto when things get hard. It's like there's just been so many times, more times than I could possibly count when I thought I'm knocking this on the head and go and get an office job again. But then you get like you sleep on it, and then the next day you think, well, actually, if I do that, well, I know I'm brilliant at bringing the best out in people. So what am I doing too much of that isn't that? So bear in mind, self-employed life is tough. So maybe a way into this could be looking to be um, an assistant trainer or helping uh, or trying to find an employed job. But only you're going to know what kind of suits you best and how suited you are to self-employed life. For me, I did, again, going back to kind of my story, um, I did a lot of training outside of my full-time job until it got too much and then something had to give. Um, and I just... I. I went for it and through hook and crook it worked. But the main thing is, is that you know what you're getting yourself into and fitting sessions in around your current lifestyle rather than trying to jump the gun too early. Super important. Okay, uh, let's close that. So Kirsty Nov, no surprise I did none of this. Ah, this is normal, Kirst. The most important thing is you going back, go back to the start. You know you're good at bringing the best out in people. Like do the basics, do the basics super well, but you're speaking to Stu about that and that's a good thing. Um, cool, I think that's us. One thing to add to this that I actually forgot to mention on the live stream, so you podcast guys and gals get the benefit of this. At Lift the Bar, we have got a huge guide, a really useful guide to starting out as a new trainer and that is in our shop for X amount of pounds, but if you as somebody who listens to this podcast want me to send it over to you, please do send me a quick little email, chris at liftthebar.com with the subject, new trainer guide, and I will send it across to you. I won't add you to an email list. I won't even email you daily. In fact, I don't even email my staff daily. So you're not going to get an email daily. But what I will do is I'll send you over the guide. And if it helps you create a good start in this industry, or if you need the guide because you need a little reminder of the things you should be doing, then that'll also help me to help you. So send me an email, chris at liftthebar.com. I am most happy to help. Cue exit mu music. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-